you're listening to the Tongue Tie Experts Podcast, a weekly program providing information and support for those families impacted by tongue and lip tie and the professionals caring for them. I'm Lisa Palladino, a midwife and a lactation consultant with over 30 years of experience. If you are a parent looking for answers or a professional who is curious to learn more than what you learned in school on this topic, welcome. This podcast is for you. A gentle disclaimer, please do not consider anything discussed on this podcast by myself or any guest of the podcast to be medical advice. The information is provided for educational purposes only and does not take the place of your own medical or lactation provider. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tongue Tie Experts podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Palladino. Thrilled to be back with you today, especially to interview my guest, Jennifer Rooney. Jennifer Rooney holds a bachelor's degree in dental hygiene with 30 years of experience. She is passionate about improving lives through advances in healthcare and is a founding member of the American Academy of Oral Systemic Health. Jennifer previously worked with the Canary System Carries Detection Laser before joining the REM Mastered Sleep as the National Sales Manager and is very excited about helping improve the airway health of millions with Remplenish. And Remplenish is the reason I have Jennifer with us today. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, I just want to say one thing. I did, you know, the American Academy of Oral Systemic Health is very um, interesting to me. I just recently learned about it and I have some mutual friends that I noticed when I looked them up and I I love the intersection of dentistry and medical health and functional medicine, all the things that that organization is doing. So thank you for being a founding member of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's where I started out in dental hygiene and, and that's brought me to, to this point. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, as a midwife on the other side of my practice, not on the lactation side, I have, um, you know, I've done deep dives into functional medicine and nutrition and, and finding root causes of things. And, um, that's right up my alley. So I'm we have more in common. I realized as I was looking up your bio, so thank you for what you've done, but today we're here to talk about a device that is claiming, I hate to use that word. It sounds skeptical, but you know, claiming to help prevent snoring. Let's let's just you know talk about what's wrong with snoring, right? Right. Like some people think snoring's cute or whatever. Let let's you know start at the beginning and say why do we even want to prevent snoring? What's wrong with snoring? Well, snoring is bad because you are not properly breathing at night when you sleep. You're having an interruption, which we know improper breathing leads to a myriad of things that affects our health. And so we need to really, not to mention 
affecting the person you're sleeping with, right? Yeah, <laughs> the well, they're that. not sleeping well. <laughs> so <laughs> snoring really is a vibration of the tissues in the back of your throat. And so what Remplenish is able to do through exercise is to tighten and tone those extra or those muscles in the back of the throat. And when you tighten and tone, then they're not going to vibrate as much. I actually use the uh, chicken arm analogy. You know, if you have a flabby lower arm, the chicken arm, if you exercise that chicken arm, it's going to get tighter and firmer. So we all have chicken arms in the back of our throats, or some of us do. And if we can exercise that, those tissues will vibrate less to reduce the, the, the air passing through those flabby tissues that leads to snoring. That That's very interesting to hear about the um, flabby tissue. And I sure hope that those chicken arms go away with the exercises <laughs> I'm trying to do. Well, and some people have a, a really profound initial response. They notice a change in their snoring in a matter of a few weeks. Other uh -huh. people, it can take, you know, upwards of four to six weeks to really notice a difference or it might, it might reduce your snoring, but not eliminate it altogether. Right. So, um, there are lots of interventions um, in our world now that target snoring mm -hmm. and preventing snoring and, and working on sleep apnea, which is related to snoring, correct? Can be, yes, absolutely. But it's really a step further. So not everyone who snores may have sleep apnea. Right, right. So um, of the devices that are used now, this is different because this isn't a sleep device. Right. So so let's talk a little bit about what this actually is. Right. And I know this is tricky because we don't we're not on video yeah. um, for the podcast. Yeah. So we have to just explain things. But it's a straw. Right. Yeah. I mean, how cool. So I try not to use it as a straw, because if you think about a traditional straw in order to make it work or for you to draw the water in, you have to suction in with your cheeks. And if you do that with Remplenish, you will actually collapse the nozzle and you won't get water through it. So in order for this to work, you have to use your tongue, which is really the proper motion for swallowing that some of us don't do. We have deficient and inefficient or incorrect swallows. So it's taking us kind of back to the beginning and into your world, into nursing, really. So some people call this, you know, like a, a nipple nursing tool. It's not a nursing tool, but, you know, it, it mimics that same motion that we used when we were nursing. We had to get the tongue up into the palate to pull the water in or to pull the milk in, I should say. Um, and so it makes us use that the tongue motion in that same way. So I really can't think of any other device that does that for us. I mean, we can do exercises that train our tongue, but I haven't heard of a device for an adult to bring back those motions that we may have missed when we were nursing. It's, it's really fascinating to me. You know, what's also interesting and unique about this is if you do it wrong, you will not get the water. So if you're not getting the reward of the beverage or the water, then you know you're not doing it correctly. So it forces you to have that proper motion in order to get the water. It forces you to have that proper exercise in order to get the water. Much like nursing, if, yeah. a, if an infant is unable to move their tongue properly, they can't always extract milk efficiently. Exactly. Right, right. So that, that's pretty cool. So it's it's a device, the actual physical device goes on the end of a straw or comes in a water bottle. Correct. So that when a person is drinking all day long, they could be exercising their tongue or doing a form of myofunctional therapy as they're drinking. That is correct. And really that's the key because 
if you are in a myofunctional therapy program, you are prescribed exercises that you need to do, but it's hard for people to be compliant and to remember to do those. And so if you are getting exercise just by doing something you're already doing all day, drinking water, it's a win-win. Couple that with just using the nozzle in conjunction with those exercises. So I tell therapists when someone takes a drink out of the replenish, tell them to do a set of 15 whatever exercises that you prescribed. And the next time they pick it up, do another set of 15. So they're they're putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. So let's back up a bit because not everyone listening to the podcast may un- even have heard of myofunctional therapy. We have had a few guests who are myofunctional therapists, but let, let's just like back up and explain what myofunctional therapy is and who may work with a myofunctional therapist. So myofunctional therapy is basically a series of exercises that target different muscles in the mouth, depending upon what might be deficient or inefficient. So some people will swallow and they'll push their tongue outside the mouth. Well, that's not correct swallow. So it's getting the strength and the tone that you need to put the tongue back in the mouth to swallow correctly. Um, And there's a myriad of things that they can help with. If you can't open wide enough, if you can't move your tongue without moving your jaw, um, if your tongue, or I'm sorry, if your jaw is sore, sometimes that comes from having weak muscles internally. Um, so there's and a big sign of someone who would benefit from myofunctional therapy is if they're a mouth breather, if they can't mm-hmm. keep their lips closed, which then goes to sleep. If you can't keep your lips closed and you're breathing through your mouth during sleep, that leads to snoring, that leads to swollen tonsillar tissue. Um, It prevents us from breathing through our nose, which is critical, and I'll get a little clinical here, but for creating nitric oxide. And we only create that very valuable antiviral, antifungicidal, antibacterial element by breathing through our nose. Yeah. So before I learned about all of this, because as I say all the time, we don't learn about this stuff in school, right? No, we don't. (laughs) Before I learned about this, I had no idea of the importance of nasal breathing. And, you know, we talked a little bit before we came on about, you know, my own um, oral anatomy and how deficient I am working on it in steps. And I'm working on using the replenish. Um, I've had myofunctional therapy, but I really do feel a difference even though my structures aren't ideal, I have learned to nasal breathe, Mm -hmm. which I imagine I haven't done my whole life because I never really thought about it, you know? And when you look back, like some of the, some of the things that come from mouth breathing and difficulty breathing at night, you know, as, as young as children, right? Like restless sleeping, ADHD symptoms, um, anxiety, um, bedwetting, even night terrors, mm-hmm. right? Restlessness can, can all be, um, for lack of a better word, fixed. If, if they, the child can start breathing through their nose, keep their mouth closed, but that isn't always just a simple, like, let's just close their mouth and hope they breathe because structurally things have to be in place, right? right? So, and a, okay. big, a big part of that structure is making sure that your tongue is going up into your palate. And so when you're talking about not learning it in school, I mean, I've been a hygienist for 30 years. I learned just a year ago that my tongue was not up in its palate where it should be. And 
simply using Replenish, I've been able to achieve that. I have not done any other mile. I need to do some, but I have not done anything else other than using Replenish. And it's changed how I sleep because now my lips are closed and my tongue is up in the palate and I'm breathing through my nose more effectively. When I began to work in this field, I quickly realized that school didn't teach me enough about tongue tie. I wanted the opportunity to learn firsthand from an experienced professional. I had so many questions. Can you relate? Good news. I've created the Professional's Guide to Tongue Tie in the Breastfeeding Infant just for you. You'll get four recorded video modules, downloads to share with your patients, admission to a thriving multidisciplinary community for networking, sharing, and continued learning, and four LSERPs. All the details are on the website at tongtieexperts.net slash pro course. Use code podcast15 to save 15% off this and all of my courses. Can't wait to see you in the group. Yeah, I was, you you like read my mind because I was just (laughs) going to talk about tongue posture as the other aspect that we don't understand and the other piece and how it's literally impossible to breathe through your mouth if your tongue is up. You know, (laughs) try that. You just can't, right? So the tongue belongs up to the roof of the mouth, which is not a posture that many people who don't understand this strive for, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal of myofunctional therapy, I think, is tongue up. You hear that all the time, tongue up, tongue up. When When I'm talking to people and, you know, just having a conversation and we're going to be talking about tongue posture, I'll ask them as I'm talking to you, tell me where your tongue sits in your mouth. Mm -hmm. And more than probably 50 to 70% say, well, it's, it's down here by my teeth. It's, it's kind of in the middle. And when I tell them it should be up, they're like flabbergasted. Right. Right. And um, if you're like me, you're observing people all over the place, right? Like you see pictures of people, you know, I'm a big baseball fan. I'm watching all these athletes. And the other night I was like, you know what? You'd be able to hit better if you closed your mouth, you know? My my daughter's in choir. I'm always watching the kids in choir. I'm like, oh, that person is tongue-tied. That person's not Mm -hmm. lifting their tongue. And then they're pitchy. They don't have good tone because they can't move their tongue. Right. Yeah. And there are many... um, in our field who are working with very, you know, myofunctional therapists, laser dentists who do work with um, singers, Mm -hmm. especially opera singers, you know, who want to improve their tone. It's, it's, uh, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. It's definitely a rabbit hole that we've fallen into, but let's, let's make this as mainstream as possible so that the parents listening to this understand, um, the, the lay people, as well as the professionals, um, how, first of all, I'd love to know, Jennifer, how, how does one get involved with a company like this? Like, where did this come from? Can you tell a little bit about the story of the product and the company? Absolutely. So um, it was developed by a biomedical engineer. He was working on his master's degree in medical device intervention, had worked for Medtronic and was looking for a health problem to solve. And after doing some traveling in Southeast Asia and Africa and interviewing other healthcare providers, realized that there was a problem with airway. And then that led him to a sleep clinic where 
he observed someone who had really apneic events, you know, definite obstructive sleep apnea. And they said, I am not wearing a CPAP machine. They refused. Now, we would never say that Remplenish is a replacement for some medically required necessary device, but this person was not going to do it. So in the absence of doing nothing, is there something that he could create that would do something? So he started doing his research, you know, to make sure he knew what was out there and came across some really interesting findings. There's a, the Australian didgeridoo Aboriginal instrument that makes that sound. And there's a study from 2006 in Sao Paulo that people who played that instrument 20 minutes a day, course five days a week, actually had a reduction in their apneic events after about four months. Oh, that's pretty cool. Just from playing a musical instrument, yeah. right? Yeah. And is that an instrument that requires the tongue to be in a certain position? I've never to make that played sound? it. So I think because of just it's working all of the structures in the mouth. And it also works the neck and the throat. Like when you watch someone playing that, you see the neck and the throat move just as you do if someone's drinking out of replenish. Mm-hmm. And then he did a little bit more digging in research and came across myofunctional therapy. And it's well documented that people who go through a course of myofunctional therapy can have a reduction in their um, apneic events as much as 50%. And the really fun part of this story is that one day he was watching his dog play with the peanut butter Kong. So, you know, the rubber toy that peanut butter is in. Well, in order for the dog to get it out, they have to stick their tongue in the Kong and they have to move their tongue around, right? So he's watching his dog one day and he literally had like the brainchild moment that the dog is playing, but it's getting exercise. So how can I get people exercise easily every day? What do they do every day? Well, people drink water every day. And so that's really how it all came about. That's pretty cool. So all those pieces came together for him. You know, I was, I was at first thinking, oh, this must be a myofunctional therapist who was trying to figure out an exercise and invented this. But no, he came from just biomedical engineering. And his goal really was to help the solve the snoring issue. And, but how we get there or how the tool gets there is through myofunctional therapy. And that's why it's been highly recommended and embraced by therapists, myofunctional therapists, speech language pathologists, occupational therapists, physical therapists, chiropractors, breathing coaches, yeah, I first found out through um, my friend who is a myofunctional therapist. She she suggested it for me because um, she knew I wasn't coming in for her exercises. <laughs> Sorry, Christina. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. You know, and we, yeah. we hear from providers all the time that it provides an easy way for people to consistently get some exercise. The other thing that's really interesting is when I do talk to therapists, they do exercises all day with their clients right? They're moving their tongue and, and they think they're going to get replenished and it's going to be really easy for them to do. And they're often surprised that it's getting parts of the muscle and the musculature that they can't get with other traditional exercises. Mm-hmm. So it's another, it's, it's like taking another um, view of the musculature um, and working something that yeah. may not be worked any other way, which is the same, you know, back to the analogy with breastfeeding same right there is nothing else you can't even make a nipple bottle like an artificial nipple for a bottle that is going to mimic breastfeeding right no matter how much they try there might be right. someday from us right That's- but you know what i mean like it's because it's a unique motion mm-hmm. it's a unique thing that has to happen 
So um, even, no matter what the claims are out there on some of the nipples that come out, um, looking like a breast doesn't make it work like a breast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know what? I always, besides having interest and like, yeah, this is really cool. The research is what is important. And I know because we've spoken before that you have some already have some research and there's more ongoing. So let's talk about what's already researched. I'd love to hear that. In 2020, we did a usability study looking specifically at snoring and to see what kind of impact that could have. And 93% of the respondents had a reduction in their snoring. They were using the Snore Lab app to track that at home and then reporting those findings. And then 34% reported that they were less tired. And that makes sense because they're not snoring as much. They're going to be sleeping better, more rested. So that's this, that was done in 2020. Um, this past year, we did another usability study. We haven't compiled the data yet. But what's most exciting is what's just beginning. We have a study going on with Mayo Clinic. They have oh, the replenished nozzle, and they're looking at how it impacts those with mild to moderate sleep apnea. And can we show that just by using replenish and tightening the neck and the throat and getting rid of that chicken arm, can we show that that tissue won't collapse into the airway as much, which is what obstructive sleep apnea is, is the falling of the tissues into the back of the throat and blocking off the airway. So I, I have this new picture of the muscle tone of the throat and reduced muscle tone when sleeping is what's causing the snoring. So the exercise that we do that increases the tone of those muscles is going to reduce snoring. It just makes sense to me in that way. I hadn't really thought about it because I was thinking about it more of a tongue function thing, which I'm sure the tongue up and all that helps too. But yeah, it works the muscles of, of the soft palate. It works the muscles of the neck and the throat um, and even underneath the chin. So when we're talking back with the myofunctional therapists who feel it working areas that they can't reach, they'll tell me that it's underneath the chin where they've noticed that the most it's like the middle area underneath the chin. Now, if you think about underneath the chin, that's a space where some people have a double chin, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't like that look. So oftentimes people report that by using replenish, they'll find that they have exterior muscle tone and they see a reduction in their double chin too. Okay. I'm ordering 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ranking it all day long. You know, let me talk about that for just a second, because when people do start out, if you've got low muscle tone, you can really fatigue if you drink too much too quickly. Um, mm-hmm. So we would say, you know, kind of 25 ounces of water a day, but ultimately you want to work yourself up to like 50 or 60. But I've heard from people who will start this and they'll drink like 200 ounces of water a day and they get really fatigued. And I equate it to, they basically went and ran five miles and they had never run before. So you do have to work up to that muscle tone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to come completely clean here and be totally honest that when I first got this device and I tried it, it was frustrating to me and I gave up and then I started again and I was tired, like literally like my tongue was tired and it was a lot of work. Like I I had almost like facial fatigue. So I stopped again, you know, so it's, it, I hear what you're saying and I'm rededicating myself. I'm going to watch the videos again today. Glad to hear that. And I had it out this morning. And, um, you know, we had some, I have some work to do. And I think that's because 
you know, I'm not just a simple tune up. I have, I have a lot of issues in my own mouth. So it, but I'm, I'm going to report back on this to my audience because I think it's fascinating. I'm really going to, I'm really going to dedicate myself to it and try it and do it right this time and not give up. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Cause I drink water all day long. I could be, I could be doing this all day long. This is easy. You know, persons with more problems with muscle tone um, or more needs, a couple of things will happen. They'll find it a struggle or you might actually find quicker results because your tone is so low. So for me, when I mentioned my tongue was low and I didn't know it until a little over a year ago, I was aware within three days that three days that my tongue was going up and it hadn't gone before. So I was one of those people that noticed a change quite quickly because the tone was so low. Right. Um, right. So that's, that could be why you're continuing to struggle just because you are weak in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. So don't give up. Keep going. I will. Keep working that chicken arm. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I saw in, in your notes and, um, on, in some of the information that I always want to talk about who this wouldn't be good for just because I want to be fair. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not, this is not the be all and end all. This is not to be used in a vacuum without guidance. I think it's very important for like, this is a great tool for, in my opinion, for therapists to be prescribing to their patients. Absolutely. Like, I don't think everybody should run out and get a replenish device on their own. Maybe you want them to, but in my opinion, I think that there should be some sort of evaluation, although it wouldn't hurt, right? I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Well, let me add, I'll add this. If someone does buy it out on their own because they do snore and they're struggling, then we have resources on our website that if you are struggling, well, maybe you do need to see a myofunctional therapist. Mm -hmm. So we help guide them to those resources. Um, But like you were saying, I tell clinicians all the time that Everyone basically who has lungs and a tongue can benefit from this. It's never going to hurt anyone. Um, But if you are a clinician, it may not be appropriate for everyone on day one. For instance, tongue tied. If you are tongue tied to the tip, that person cannot lift their tongue up against the palate in order to get the proper suction that they need in order to make this work. So that individual is going to need to be released before they can use it. So the therapist is going to integrate it into the course of their care when it's appropriate for them. But with that in mind, it's also a great tool for strengthening the tongue before someone is released. And then afterwards for stretching and keeping that tongue going to the roof of the mouth so that you don't get tissue retie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's one of the, the con- or not contraindications, Considerations, but it I won't work. <laughs> consideration, yeah. right? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be beneficial yeah. to someone who can't lift their tongue at yeah. all. Another consideration would be if someone can't isolate their tongue and find the proper spot for swallowing, if they can't get their tip of the tongue to go to the end spot, mm-hmm. they're going to have to have therapy and exercises to figure out that position before they can effectively use it. Mm-hmm. And then if someone is have a really high pitched narrow palate, like you shared that you do, Lisa, you know, it's a matter is your tongue strong enough to stretch it all the way to the palate to get the suction that you need. So it's kind of a trial and error for individuals like yourself of, of whether or not it's going to work. My dad is one in one of those situations. Now he's had, he's had success. So I think it just depends, you know, is it because your tongue is weak? Is it because your palate's really, really pitched? You know, there's a bunch of variables. There. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one true contraindication. It is made out of silicone. 
So if you had someone that was allergic to silicone, they wouldn't be able to use it. But silicone allergy is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty benign. You know, at first when I saw it, I saw the, the straw, I was like, is that plastic? I'm not putting BPA in my mouth. I got all nervous, you know, like I'm not fucking on plastic. <laughs> no, it's silicone. It's safe. It's all cool. Um, okay. So tying back to closer to the age group that I work with, is there something planned for kids? I mean, I know I'm not saying that anybody should be using this on kids now because it's not approved for children, but Will there be something like this for children? There will be something like this for kids. Um, It's actually, it's in development and we hope to have it released later this year. But actually, let me speak about age and approval um, Mm -hmm. because we are not an approved FDA device. We are an exercise device. And under the guidance of therapists, they can recommend it for appropriate ages that they see fit. And so we have therapists with children as young as two and three who have use this with kids and with supervision so that, you know, there's no risk of choking. Um, Mm -hmm. But kids often pick it up very quickly and very easily because especially if that child has been nursed, it's like an automatic muscle memory that comes back and they just pick it up and they're able to use it and keep that tone of the tongue that they had developed when they were nursing that they might've started to lose when we put them on soft baby food. That's great. I'm really looking forward to seeing that and seeing any studies that are done with the younger generation, because as we know, the sooner we correct these wrong tongue postures and breathing patterns, the healthier our world will be. Proper airway development and arch form. If we don't have that tongue up, we're not going to have nice round arches. We have crowding of teeth and that's why everyone needs braces. And if we just keep that tongue up, it's, it's, it's like the world's natural retainer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I wish I could go back and talk to my mom um, and tell her it wasn't because I didn't wear my retainers, mom. Yeah. It wasn't because of that. <laughs> That's not Your why tongue my teeth went back. Yeah. My tongue wasn't in the right place. Anyway. Um, Jennifer, is there anything that you'd like to add that maybe we didn't cover today? This is This is your topic, this, your expertise. So if there's anything I didn't ask you about or anything you'd want to highlight, I'd love to know. Um, I just would like to kind of reiterate that, you know, everyone can benefit from having a strong tongue and proper posture, whether you have one now or not. And the other aspect of this is that this is something that's going to exercise and change your mouth. So there are things on the market to help breathing, like breathe right strips and nasal stints, um, even mouth taping. And they're all great adjuncts, but they are band-aids, right? Mm -hmm. So this is more of a solution. It's one piece in the solution. It's not the be all end all solution there. It needs to be part of sometimes for many people, multifactorial, you know, myofunctional therapy and a replenish or other things that go with that. So it's not a standalone. It's a tool. It's a tool, it's a tool yeah. in the toolbox. And we, we don't have enough tools. So this is wonderful. And again, it's the only thing that we just mentioned that is during the day, right? I mean, unless you want to walk around with your mouth taped. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something that we can do during the day, not when we're sleeping, mm-hmm. to affect how we're sleeping, At which night. is something yeah. I like. Because it, it's like an active 
it's an active participation in your health, which is, I don't know, to me, it just feels better than like tape your mouth closed. The other (laughs) thing about it is it does really impact quality of sleep. So just from my own experience, um, I was waking up two, three times a night and sometimes I'd stay awake for 45 minutes, an hour and a half and I would toss and I turn. And since using replenish and getting my tongue up, Number one, I don't wake up often at all. And if I do, it's once. So I'm not getting up to go to the bathroom as often, which is, again, that whole conversation about bedwetting. Um, mm-hmm. And then if I do wake up, I'm able to fall back asleep almost immediately. So that quality of sleep has changed dramatically. In fact, you know, we all wear fitness devices, a lot of us that track mm-hmm. sleep. And when I look at the benchmarks for people my age, I am now on the low end of awake time. Mm-hmm. And that's been just great because there's nothing worse than waking up, not feeling rested because you were tossing and turning all night. Yeah, that's interesting. I would love sleep studies or sleep tracking prior and, and after. after, you know, other than self-reported, Yeah, yeah. you know, but I mean, self-reported, subjective reporting is, is important, important, especially in something with sleep or yeah. the person that you sleep with will tell you if you're snoring less. Yeah. Well, and I think that's going to come forth with the Mayo Clinic study because they're actually doing myofunctional assessments before beginning and then doing myofunctional assessments at the end as well. Plus, these are people who have sleep apnea, so we're going to be able to track the outcomes of that. So it's it's a super exciting study, and we just honestly can't wait for that data to come yeah, out. that's can't great. Get and out. it's underway already, or they're just recruiting them? Um, recruiting and starting that process like mm-hmm. as we speak. Okay. And do you need any help recruiting people? I mean, is that something or they're doing that? Well, it's patients at Mayo Clinic. So Anders Olmanson, our creator and founder, he actually went down to Rochester, Minnesota just a week and a half ago and was on their local news talking about the study and actually increased their recruitment. They had a lot more interest in the studies. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I can't wait to hear all about that. And, um, and you'd mentioned your website before. Mm-hmm. It will be in the show notes. All the links will be in the show notes. But tell us the website for those who are driving or may not be looking at the show notes. It's uh, www.remmasteredsleep.com. So just a little thing about the name of both REM Mastered and REM Plenish. The idea was based off of REM Sleep. So, um, and then REM Plenish, you're replenishing yourself with water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of how it came about. Yeah, that REM sleep. The REM sleep is when we dream, right? Right. And when you get prepared. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love and it. people say they sleep more. They dream more, right? They start uh-huh. using this. I'm like, I'm dreaming. I never dreamt before. Uh-huh. So. That's awesome. very interesting. Very interesting. I, I, you know, I'm this to me, we're like in the infancy, no pun intended, <laughs> of all of this work, right? Yes. I mean, we really are. We are. And it's exciting to be a part of it. And, you know, I really appreciate you coming on to this podcast because I know, you know, a lot of people think, oh, tongue tie, she's talking about breastfeeding, she's a lactation consultant, but we, this is so much more than that. And, and the reasons that I'm, um, what's the word crazy about trying to get more people to successfully breastfeed is because it's so much more than just breast. It's so much more than how the baby gets food. It, it's the formation of the palate and the mouth and the posture of the tongue. And to have somebody arch. like you that's helping with the other um, areas, the down the road 
things that we're trying to prevent with good breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it's a great balance. So thank you, Jennifer, so much for being a guest today. And, um, Check out Jennifer, you know, check out the Remastered website. The links will be in the show notes with all of the information. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Tongue Tie Experts podcast. Check out the show notes for useful links about the topics we discussed and for ways to follow us on social media. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed listening, we'd love it if you'd rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.